Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Cheek Check. Don't leave home without one. My name is Aaron, here my personal pals, Brick. Good morning. Good morning to you too. It's definitely not morning. We have Dave. Morning, boys. It's not morning. And of course, we have New American Nico. Good evening, Thank you, boys. <laughs> the only accurate <laughs> answer. It's time to do a what are we reading episode. It's been a while since we've done one. A whale? Hmm. A while. Since we've done one. A whale. <laughs> <laughs> sponge animals on the brain yeah uh start over okay <laughs> oh well and then just derailed yeah yeah is it because you were looking at a whale uh is, no the mouth doesn't always cooperate even with the lemon juice <laughs> especially that okay three two The Yak Babies. Sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Cheek Check. Don't leave home without one. My name is Aaron, here their personal pals, Brick. Good morning. Good oh boy. We have Dave. Morning, boys. God damn it. And of course, we have a uh, new American Nico. Uh, good, good evening, okay. boys. Thank you. Yes, we are all boys. It's time for a classic reading episode. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. I wanted to hear what personal pals have been reading, what they've been cracking into and finishing or not finishing, banding halfway through. I want to hear it all. Nico, let's start with you. What have you been reading lately, my friend? Well, I have been slandered, okay. disparaged, and vilified on this podcast <laughs> for for uh, saying anything except mm-hmm. that uh, character is the most important thing in a book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whenever I say anything about books, it gets interpreted <laughs> as plot is more important than character. True. Uh, yeah. But in fact, I have never said that. Uh, what? You just heavily implied. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. No, that's what you guys hear. <laughs> It's uh, let's say it's a shorthand. Maybe it's the condensed version of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I have pro- I actually have proof. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the the condensed version of what I think a book should do between plot and character is both. Right. It's sure. very cold take. In fact, just most books need both. <laughs> right. Sure. And I think that a lot of literary books don't have enough plot and they are not good enough on character for that to sustain them Mm -hmm. the exception that proves the rule was a book i read in march called euphoria by lily king you guys heard of this okay (laughs) not the one that the show is based on but this other it's based on margaret mead it's a novel it's very popular it came out about 10 years ago and it is uh it is this woman a female anthropologist in like Indonesia in the 1930s, her husband, and they have a contentious relationship. And this third British dude uh, who is also there and they have like a weird love triangle, but the entire book is just these three characters. And it has like such uh, like well-developed characters, such like well-drawn characters that that's really all it needs. And, so then I read her next book, which was called Writers and Lovers, that was written about five years ago. And uh, it's the same. It's like just characters, 
but it just doesn't have that same like it 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 just doesn't have the same depth i think to really sustain it it's still good but it's not it's not the to the extent that uh euphoria is and then i think the perfect blend of those two is another book i read called lessons in chemistry you guys heard of this one sounds familiar Mm -hmm. it's like incredibly popular came out last year uh maybe you recognize the the cover it's like it was at the bookstore we were at today. oh yeah i saw that today yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible cover yeah uh, it's, it's a lady's face yeah it's uh it's a really bad cover but uh the book is really good it's about a neurodivergent woman in the 50s who's like wants to be a scientist and she just gets fucked by all the men in her life sometimes literally sometimes she does get uh assaulted uh, a couple of times but that was, I think, the perfect blend of character and plot because she mm. stuff actually does happen to her, right? But it's her character that makes the book really good, I think. And then just to crush through a few others, those those are the notable ones. I think mm. those are all five stars. Writers and Lovers is like a week five, but I thought it was pretty good still right some thrillers i thought were good the last housewife by ashley winstead which is about a sex cult the change by kirsten miller which is just a revenge book you Um, like the sex cult again just describe it a bit more detail (laughs) (laughs) it's uh so it starts off as like this kind of routine kind of mystery it starts it starts that way and then this woman is kind of investigating this thing and she realizes that the guy who is seemingly behind it is the same guy who like abducted her and her roommates for a year in college and like just kept them in his house and as sex slaves and now he has done it she finally escapes and then later she finds out that he's doing it on a much bigger scale with like dozens of women right super hmm. fucked up yeah and then i also read i think the last one that i'll talk about is that uh well i talked about that Last time, actually, I have some questions for you by Rebecca Mackay. Oh yeah, not great. Um, right. That's that was it. the podcast one, right? Yeah, podcast. Yeah. I've read like three podcast books in the last three months. Like, you know, it's stop. a bad. That's a bad side. Yeah, stop writing podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't want to see a transcript of people talking instead of dialogue. Like you know, where they're just. It's like you're listening to a transcript of the podcast. No. Yeah, just do it in audio form make it a radio play basically yeah yeah like there's other thing you don't need to make a novel out of a podcast like i'm gonna go further and say don't have podcasters as characters in your books or tv shows or movies at all like like just like let's pretend it's not happening <laughs> it's, it's a culture <laughs> yeah. like you know we're enjoying it as ourselves but like i don't need to read stories or watch stories about podcasters there was that did you said um the new halloween movies you know the new uh trilogy of halloween movies that David Gordon Green directed with the Danny McBride. I, tr- I tried watching the most recent one. I made it like 10 minutes and that movie was terrible. Yeah. The first one's pretty good actually. Uh, but it begins with podcasters going to interview Michael Myers at like an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't <laughs> want a podcast involved in the story at all. Yeah. Okay, good. Good picks. Dave, let's hear from you. What have you been reading these days? I haven't read anything. Oh, good. Uh, including the books that we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not just homework. The furthest I've gone is uh, read a couple of stories. <clears throat> Last time we did this, I talked about how I was reading a bunch of literary magazines. Yeah, right. Uh, and I've since the last time we talked, I've read a couple of stories from uh, the most recent Plowshares. Yeah. Uh, but that's really it. That's just like subway reading. Right. Too, Anything so. 
good or um typical stuff there's a victor laval story in the current plowshares it's pretty good uh and then there's another one who it's from a writer i'm familiar with but her name is escaping me right now about uh, a woman who goes down to argentina for a vacation and i can maybe i can look it up real quick but yeah other than that i haven't you know i'm almost done with beloved but yeah i'm just in one of those lulls where i'm not reading anything right i mean you're reading a lot but you're doing it for your job correct right well, Dave looks at a brick. Let's hear from you. I've been reading the same thing Dave has. Okay, so you're doing your homework as well. I, I finished Beloved, but I've I've been having a hard time sticking to books. Hmm. Um, I do a lot of reading, not for fun, but right. Yeah. Are you doing your nightly thing still? No, I was telling these boys earlier. I've about three months straight of muting that the second it sets off. So, yeah, you change the time or the sound on the alarm. I don't know. Is that work? Do you think, or what's what's interfering? I just work's been a yeah. lot. I mean, yeah. get home and I have no brain space. Yeah, totally. I know that well. Um, Dave, it was the uh, Victor Laval story from his, like a excerpt from his novel. It just came out and different. I don't think it was presented as such. If it was, I missed it. Just a story. Uh, and Mary Gordon is the writer. Mm. So I've read a couple things, actually. I had my a little burst of reading light because I... Um, finish teaching which is usually when i pick up my reading in the summer and i went on a little reading retreat actually my gift to myself when the semester ended was to go to a cabin in new hampshire for two days and just read that's all i did was was sit around and read and it was really nice so a couple things there first thing i read there was another one of the ian fleming james bond novels this one is you only live twice D- discussed a couple before i think i discussed um live and let die and moonraker before this is it's not sequential this is i'm reading them out of order because i just read them whenever i can find them at used bookstores this one's i think maybe the seventh or eighth in the series it's the last one or maybe the second to last one he wrote before he died actually the last one was published before he died i can't remember it's something like that um these books are are fun i think they're they're enjoyable if you like a good adventure book i read this in one day uh and it you know it zips along uh however as with the previous Bond novels, it is tainted by its appalling racism. It didn't age well. Uh, it didn't even start well. Uh, yipes. So this one is set in Japan. Bond has to go to Japan. Uh, at, yes, exactly. Dave's response is accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Ian Fleming just had a lot of bones to pick with Japanese culture and wanted to air them in the form of a book. Oh, and he does that for dear. the first three-fourths of the novel. And then the adventure kicks in the, the last fourth. Uh the adventure stuff is very good. And the thing about Fleming is he really writes well. He's a good writer. It's just that he deploys his skills for abhorrent stuff, unfortunately. The movie yes. doesn't handle that much better. No. And the so the 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 in the film version, Sean Connery, they, they make him over to be a Japanese person. That happens in the book too, and it's like Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. how many cigarettes does he smoke? Oh, countless. It's like, it's insane. Like, there's so much smoking and drinking. I I remember reading one, and it details, like, how he, just to go out for the night, he puts 80 cigarettes (laughs) in his jacket. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's funny, because, like, Fleming is, you think of James Bond, you think of, like, gadgets and, like, adventure and, like, high-tech crime, whatever, or, like, like, sort of, like, spy stuff. And Fleming really cares more about, like, manners and decorum, right? So, like, part of his thing is, like, like, the plan to, like, Make sure your cigarette container is full of cigarettes before you go out for a night. That's what he really cares about. Yeah. More than anything. Typical so British prick. 
Yeah, kind of, like <laughs> he's a British aristocrat, and it comes off that way, right? But they're really fun to read. Like they have, they zip along, and they he does have a good voice. Uh, it's just like you have to get through some pretty rough stuff. In this case, the Bond girl's name is Kissy Suzuki, and would you be surprised to learn that Kissy Suzuki is has the largest breasts of any <laughs> of any girl in her like Japanese village or whatever? It's just like Jesus Christ, like it's just uh, it's wild. But yeah, but but still, you know, I don't know. It's it's one of those things we have to just like kind of hold your nose a little bit. I'll keep reading them, uh, but they definitely do leave a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, I also read while I was there. I didn't bring it, but the second volume of Astro City, I mentioned this, I think, in my favorite reading experiences of the year episode a couple episodes ago. I read the first volume last year and loved it. This is a comic series by Kurt Busiek and drawn by uh, Brent Anderson. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. This sort of tells the stories of, it's a superhero comic, but it's sort of like from the ground level view, sort of like, you know, how do everyday people live in Metropolis, basically. Uh, And it's great. This one was mostly divided into two main stories. The one sort of big story was about a, a villain character named Steeljack, who's sort of like a man made of metal, basically. It's kind of like a detective story where he's investigating someone's killing henchmen, basically. He has to figure out who. It was really good. Um, and then there's sort of the one I like the best about a, a lawyer who gets on the wrong side of the mafia and is, there's, has, you know, uh, trials through that. But I liked it best because it is something I've never seen before in a superhero comic and never even thought about before, which is cool, is that he's so the, he's a defense lawyer defending a, a mafia client. And the this mobster like killed someone in a nightclub and everyone saw there was like a thousand witnesses. They have his prints in the bottle, all this stuff. And the lawyer is trying to figure out how to win the case. And the the mobster's father is you know leaning on him to do it. And he's stressed. He's worried if he, he loses the case, he's going to get killed by the mafia, blah, blah, blah. He deduces that... In a superhero world, like, how do you know whose fingerprints are whose, right? If you have characters who can, like, change shape or if they can impersonate their people, like, how do you know? If even you saw it, like, how can you be sure of it? And he wins the case, uh, but then that backfires in them, too. But it was a great idea. I'd never thought of it before. And it really was an interesting way to think about, you know, how would a real world operate with superheroes. I love that. So that was great. And then I also have this book by Douglas Wolk called All the Marvels. Uh, this came out a couple of years ago. Uh, Douglas Wolk is a cultural critic uh, and writer, and he took in a project to read basically every Marvel comic ever published uh, and write about them. Uh, so the big thing about Marvel, uh, it's one of its big innovations as a publishing entity when it became what we know as Marvel Comics in the 60s is the stories were interconnected. Uh, they were sort of like they, the characters showed up in each of their stories. You know, Thor would appear in spider-man and there would be a little footnote that says like for more on this see this issue's thor or this week's thor you gotta read the thor it'll sort of fall up with that story basically so if you if you read all of them you kind of follow like, one larger meta story through the whole uh, the entirety of marvel's publishing so wolk reads everything from the 60s to now and tries to make sense of it and doesn't exactly achieve his purpose he doesn't really come up he doesn't really make it happen um but he does do a pretty good job of trying to like sort of sort through like, well, how do you make sense of all this stuff? You know, what does it mean to have all these characters? Each chapter is sort of broken up into different subcategories. There's one chapter about the Fantastic Four. That seems and, like impossible to to read it all. Like, how did he do that? I mean, he is paid to do it, I suppose. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're a culture critic and it's your job, then you can afford to take some time off and just read like eighteen thousand comics, I guess. Well, can you distill like the like if there's one question you would say he's trying to answer. I think what he's trying to figure out is like, what is each 
story mean right if you, think, if you read all the fantastic four comics like what does it actually add up to what is that story about basically and that's where i think he gets his hits and misses the fantastic four i think he hits it it's about family obviously and he, he sells that really effectively the x-men story is about gene gray who's the um like the sort of she was the one female character when the x-men first started in the 60s and she's kind of been the mainstay and about how chris claremont's the most famous x-men writer probably sort of shaped the drama of x-men around jean gray and her sacrifices and so forth but there's kind of like hit and miss the one problem with this book i think most significantly is it airs too recent uh he spends too much time talking about recent stuff and leaves a lot of stuff on the, on the table um there's a whole chapter on the john thickman x-men or avengers run that was like from 2012 2016 or so and it was interesting stuff but like wasn't the most interesting stuff ever um so i don't know he's a bit maybe sort of recency bias thing going on but definitely worth i think this is probably the best read if you are curious about marvel comics but haven't read a lot of them i think if you were in that sort of space you'd really enjoy this maybe you've read too many you would find too many holes if you had no curiosity you'd be bored of your mind it's kind of like that sweet spot for someone who's like curious who's into it maybe read someone you were a kid but not a lot in a long time it's worth checking out for sure and then i read a 33 and a third uh, about joy division by Chris Ott. This is the album Unknown Pleasures. Chris Ott, I made this a little before actually. Chris Ott's a very unpleasant writer. Uh, this is a very good book. Uh, <laughs> he did a good job of kneeling down Joy Division, but he's just a just an asshole. But this is a great album and a, a troubling one for sure. And I enjoyed reading this quite a bit. Asshole, how in the writing? Like he's a uh, a little bit. You can tell he it sort of comes across in his like sanctimoniousness, I suppose. Mm. But as a if you read his interviews and his writing outside the book he's just like a he's a prick he's just like a major asshole oh so he's like an asshole coming into this book but you enjoyed the book yeah oh yeah totally the asshole read doesn't enter yeah i had not read it for a long time because i knew that i didn't like chris ott's writing and so i bought it because i saw it used i was like well i'm just gonna go ahead and pick it up because i like this album so much and you won't be giving him any money yeah exactly so yeah if you can if you can suffer through the chris ott of it all it's a rewarding read especially like joy division like joy division then it might be a hard one for you but uh yeah we're checking out for sure and of course, the the homework reads I read, Beloved Two, which we'll talk about later, and White Noise, we'll talk about later, later for a read in the line. And that's it, readers. Tell us what, or listeners, you're not readers. Maybe you are readers. If you're reading a transfer, this you could be a reader. Listeners, tell us what you're reading these days. You can talk to us uh, through email at gagbabiespodcast at gmail We're not on Twitter anymore. We officially nuked our Twitter account because uh, Twitter sucks now. Oh, we did. We got rid of it. We did. Yeah. But we are going to appear on Instagram at some point, I think. Are that's, we? That's, that's my plan for this weekend. We'll see if it actually happens. Okay. Not Blue Sky? Maybe, yeah. Mastodon, something like that. Um, but email is probably the best option for now. Or our Patreon. Patreon.com slash ShackBabies, where you can find our bonus podcast. There's so much stuff there. There's games. There's Brotobo conversations. There's uh, a, whole, a whole separate podcast about ghost jokes there's an upcoming podcast about jokes as well so look for that too we asked for one dollar a month to get access to that whole feed that's it uh there's so much fun there to be had so check that out there too and you can also message us there if you want to and then our merch tinyurl.com slash yakbabies where you have t-shirts and mugs and stickers and posters that brick design they're all really funny and worth checking out until then yak babies yakking off the yak babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners and especially their patrons both past and present including michael bonnie sebastian david roger kathleen bailey andrew gilbert and william howard taft Yay!